Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. Today's topic is anxiety. I want to start by reading a passage that's probably familiar to many of you in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then there, the passage goes on to tell you what to think about. But I just wanted to focus a little bit on anxiety today because uh, it's an important topic, especially for people who uh, struggle with addictions of all types. It could be any kind of addictive behavior. Uh, anxiety is often linked in depression, too, to uh, studies on addiction. And, um, and, you know, people really have been inundated with fearful circumstances in the last year. I mean, it's, it's been a hard year for everyone. Uh, I think about this past year, year and a half, and the, the loss, the deaths that uh, were reported. And, um, and I see why people are anxious. And quite frankly, if you're going to die and go to hell, you should be anxious. I mean, that is something to be concerned about. But the great thing for believers is we have an opportunity when faced with death, to think about it differently, to handle it differently, to respond in a way that uh, demonstrates the glory of God. That, that's how we are to live our lives. And so I love these two verses about not being anxious about anything. And that's, that's really a command. Now, this is a command in verse 6 written to believers. So God is commanding believers, don't be anxious about anything. Well, obviously, he's not saying that you're not going to be anxious about things. Fear is in us, and fear is a protective um, emotion. It's a, it's a mechanism. It's a blessing. Uh, I need to be afraid when I climb up on the roof of my house. I need to climb the ladder carefully and watch how I walk and uh, take care when I'm up on the roof of my house, maybe doing a repair or just looking at shingles or, or whatever I'm doing up there. I need to be to have some fear because guess what? I could slip, I could fall, I could fall off of the roof. I could hurt myself uh, or even kill myself. And uh, it's a horrible picture to think about. I kind of chuckle because I just think about myself up on the roof anyway. Why, why do I need to be up there? Probably don't. Just let the experts go up there and the younger guys, right? I'm probably too old to get on the roof uh, these days anyway. But as I, as I think about that fear, that's a good fear. I mean, it, it doesn't need to paralyze me, but I need to be healthy in my fear because fear is a protective emotion. God gave us fear. And really, the, the number one fear that we should have is fear of God. That's number one. And 
I think about Proverbs chapter 9. I'm going to pull it up now. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Think about that for a minute. I need to fear God because that's the beginning point. That's the starting point for wisdom. And when Proverbs talks about wisdom, Proverbs is talking about obedience in your walk and how you're walking out your life and what you're doing in life. And so that's the first step is is having a, a proper fear of the Lord. And it's not just like, well, you know, I need to be, you know, respectful of the Lord. No, it's fear of the Lord. I mean, we need to fear the Lord. He is different than us. I mean, God is to be feared. He is righteous. And then I love the continuation of that verse 10 is the knowledge of the Holy One. As I get to know him, the the only one who is holy, the Holy One, as I get to know him and get to, to study his word and learn about his character, guess what God gives me? He gives me insight by his spirit. So when the Bible talks about wisdom, it's really talking about obedience and walking out the truths of God's word. So the fear of the Lord, fearing God, is the beginning of wisdom. That's the starting point for then being obedient and walking out your life. And then as you do that and as you you gain knowledge of the Holy One, uh, he will provide you with insight, with discernment. That's really where discernment comes from. So what a blessing. So back to Philippians. This is Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. God's telling me not to be anxious about anything. So when I start to feel anxious, I'm not always, the, not always just afraid of things or, or, or fearful of what we're talking about here, but when I begin to feel anxious and worried, Uh, Those can be sinful thoughts. When I'm worried about something, God's saying, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to be anxious about that. And it's really a command, don't be. But then he says in this verse, God is speaking to us by his spirit, but in everything by prayer. So now he's saying, here's what you do. Don't be anxious, but do this. I I love the Bible because it's instructive in what not to do, and in what to do, the put-offs and the put-ons, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Isn't that powerful? In everything. So now in everything, every situation that could possibly create anxiety in me, he said anything before, now he's saying everything. So God's talking about this universally. I mean, this isn't just selectively. He's talking to you if you struggle with addiction. He's talking to you if you're a Christian uh, who just has anxiety issues and things that really worry you and concern you. And there's a lot to be concerned about in the last year and a half or so. But he's saying, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about COVID-19. Don't be anxious about fill in the blank, anything. But in everything, so now here's the, the universal command. In everything, by prayer. Now, prayer is talking to God. So it's, it's taking this anxious moment, this anxious thing, 
and taking it to God in prayer. And supplication is the idea that God is going to supply what we need, the grace we need to handle the situation. It's not saying God's going to magically fix everything in your life like like he has a magic wand, he's just going to fix it, and you're not going to experience the problem. No, he's saying uh, you take it to him in prayer and in supplication, believing he's going to give you the grace you need. And then it says with thanksgiving. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this, because thanksgiving is one of the transformational principles that I emphasize when I talk to my counselors about counseling the addicted, when I talk to people about helping the addicted, I always tell them, listen out for thanksgiving. Listen out for gratitude. When our counselees are thankful, when they're grateful, that tells me that there's a a proper perspective. Uh, They're thinking about God. They're grateful for what he has done in their lives and what he's doing, and they are resting in that. They're not striving with God. They're not discontent. They're not grumbling. They're not complaining. They are thankful. And and then it says, let your request be made known to God. So you, you go to God in prayer and in supplication, asking him to supply the grace you need, and you're doing so with thanksgiving saying, Lord, even though this situation in my life is anxiety-provoking, it scares me. What I'm seeing, what I'm facing, this scares me. I'm grateful for it. Can you get to that place where you say, Lord, I'm thankful for this, even though it's a struggle, even though uh, the circumstances aren't what I want, even though I am being anxious in my thoughts, I'm grateful I'm thankful. And that's how you are to take it to God because I'm thankful because you are God and I can trust you. You are going to grow me, make me more like Jesus through this trial, through this time period, through this situation. And I trust you, Lord. I'm going to just make these requests. I want you to take this away. I want you to fix it. I'm going to trust you and rest in it and and make this known to you is how the the Bible puts it there. Of course, he already knows. Uh, But, you know, we don't always know what's in our hearts and how we're thinking about certain things. And, um, you know, I had an anxiety-provoking situation today uh, two of them, actually, that I can think of right now. And um, I'd love to say, man, I follow this to the T, and I'm perfect. And I, you know, y- you don't always think about in the moment when you're anxious. You, you you don't think about, I don't need to be anxious about this. I need to take it to God in prayer and ask him to supply the grace I need and to be thankful for the situation because it's going to draw me closer to him it's going to help me to become more like Jesus, and I'm going to trust him with the outcome. Now, when we do that, when we take it to God in this way, as Philippians 4, 6 says, then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, that's a beautiful thing. That's the a fruit of the Spirit. The peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So God is saying, look, if you do your part, (laughs) I hate to make it like a condition, but he is saying when you aren't anxious about anything, but you take it to me in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, and you make that request known to me, he's then saying the peace of God will that, that is beyond your ability to understand will guard your hearts. So it, he's not saying you're going to have peace and everything's going to work out and all the circumstances are going to fall into place. And it's going to be easy. It's going to be good and wonderful and easy, and he's going to fix it. That's not what he's saying. Look at what he's saying here. It surpasses the peace of God, which is beyond your understanding, because that's how you know it's from the Holy Spirit. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the beliefs, the desires, the motivations in my heart, God's going to guard that with his peace. He's going to help me uh, to, to not desire and want to fix it in, in a wrong way or in a fleshly way. He's going to guard my heart desires. He's going to guard my mind and my thoughts and not uh, let me go down a path of, of wrong thinking, trying to fix everything and do everything, and I just got to, or even if you're tempted to use drugs or alcohol or, or gamble or shop or you know spend money Whatever that thing is that you do to try to forget your anxiety or ignore it or turn to something, to run to something that you think will fix it, and it, and it might fix it temporarily, whatever that is um, that you do, God says, let the peace that he's going to provide you that surpasses your ability to understand it, let that guard your heart desires and your minds, your thinking, in Christ Jesus. It's, it's a difficult thing for sure to not be anxious about anything, but it's possible because God is commanding it to believers who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to help them to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when you're tempted to drink, when you're tempted to use drugs, when you're tempted to sin in any way, you can apply these principles. You can not be anxious about the circumstances around you, you know, and, and by that not turn in, not give in to the temptation to want to fix it with your drug of choice but in everything, begin to pray and, and ask God for supplies, for what you need, the grace you need, and be thankful about it as you're doing it, saying, God, I need you. I'm crying out to you. I, I need your help. I need you to intervene. I think one of the key things that I, I look for when I counsel people, and I counsel people not just addictions but all kinds of things, do they have a, a relationship with God, an intimacy with God, or is is it more of a rules uh, relationship? But like, 
they're working or earning their way or they're doing the right things or checking the boxes. They're, they're a nice person. They're a good person. They do good things for people. Is it that kind of relationship or is it a relationship where they rest in God, they love God, they know God, and they spend time with God and they enjoy God? I mean, that's really what I'm wanting my counselees to have. And I think when you when you don't have that, you can tend to then be more works-oriented, check-the-box-oriented, and think of God as something that uh, will do things to you and for you rather than thinking about God in a relationship. And, I mean, he's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's, he's our Master. That much is true. But the, the relationship with God is what is missing in uh, many of the people I work with in, in, in their lives. And I just want them to enjoy a relationship with God. And so anxiety is everywhere. There's much to be anxious about. And I would encourage you that when you respond to fearful circumstances, COVID-19 is, is one that just comes to mind. When uh, we think about it, talk about it all the time, and people have lived under constant fear for a year and a half, and I think as I look at, at my response to it, I think about, man, I could have done better. I mean, I critique myself. I could have done better in how I responded to it. Did I demonstrate to my family and my friends and my church family that I wasn't living in fear and, and I was all concerned? Or did I demonstrate really a trust in God, a thankfulness that God was going to use these circumstances to grow me? And so I'm not saying there aren't things to be afraid of. There are. Certainly there's danger. Like I mentioned about going on the roof, you, you need to be afraid of certain circumstances because it helps you to not make deadly decisions or injurious ones. But we need to respond to life in the ways that Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tell us, not to be anxious about anything, but to make these requests made to be made known to God. Uh, not that he needs to know them, but we make them known to him. And then uh, we do that by praying, praying, praying he'll supply the grace we need, and then all of that being thankful so that then the peace of God will direct, uh, will guard my heart, my motives, and guard my mind. You know, it helps me to think about God, I can trust you, and you're good. I don't have to think about these circumstances as something that are, are just going to bring bad to me and hurt me and injure me and make me sad. I can respond to this in a way that's glorifying to you because you are good. And I think that's the character of God that we have forgotten about in the last year and a half or so, that that God is over all this. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't by mistake. He is using the circumstances in our lives to help us to trust him and to know him and to have an intimate relationship with him so that we don't turn to substitutes, to false gods, to 
to drugs and uh, pleasures, temporary pleasures of this world, but that we turn to him for an intimate relationship. And I hope that encourages you today because it certainly encourages me to think about uh, the relationship that I have with Jesus is so good, so great. So be encouraged today, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Take care, and God bless.